Welcome to another episode of Faith and Barbells, where we get things done. Can't do it. <laughs> How y'all doing? I hope everything's well. It's well on this end. Uh, it's rainy in San Antonio, but I feel great. I feel like I have a roof over my head. The coffee's hot. Oh, once again, the coffee is hot. Yes, this is a Valentine's gift from my wife. Thank you. Thank you, wife. And uh, last episode we talked about um, some fun stuff. And today is, we're going to focus on James chapter 5. Five. So, uh, in the news, um, Donald Trump. He actually uh, thinking about banning bump stocks. I mean, that's not going to do anything. It's a heart issue. Right there. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. boom. That, that's the problem. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. And guess what James 5 talks about? An evil heart. Fraudulent heart. Perfect. But it's, that's the cost. These killings, like I, we talked, we touched last week a little bit, or last episode about this a little bit. The killings, <laughs> they've got to stop. They're not gonna stop if you take away guns, if you take away knives. What happened with Cain and Abel? God said, "Look, Cain." Give me your AR-15. Give me your guns. And Cain said, no. No. I'm going to use them if I want. And in the passage of time, Cain took his gun out. No. Nowhere in the Word of God does it talk about guns. And there's all kinds of murder all kinds King David let's send your let's send your to the front lines I want his wife for my own that's murder murder so the question you have to ask is is it a heart issue or is it a law issue? You really got to ask that. I mean, in the argument, oh, we need to do everything we can. What are you going to regulate? Thought? They want to. That's the next move. Regulate thought. That's, that ain't going to work. Regulate thought. Not going to work. So I bid you pray for this nation. Pray for your neighbor. Pray for your friends. That God reveals the goodness 
of his, of his mercy to them? That's the answer. People falling on their knees and reaching up to heaven. Father, help, I need you. That's the answer. Of course, laws are great. I'm not saying that, you know, it should be a free-for-all gun battle in the streets. But it's a hard issue. Look, what does it say in First Chronicles? If, you, if my people will humble themselves and pray, turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear you and I will heal your land. That's what we need to do. Cry out to God, people. Cry out to the Lord. Heal us. I'll do it right now. Just agree with me. Lord, we just come to you in Jesus' name and we thank you for, for hearing us. And we just pray for our nation right now. We pray for our nation. Just agree with me. Put your hand right there. Uh, we pray for our nation, Lord. Heal our nation. I repent for the people of this nation who, who uh, in their place, Father. I intercede for them. And, and in their place, I just say, Lord, I turn to you for them. I turn to you in Jesus' name and reveal to, reveal to their eyes and their ears what your laws and your love and your mercy and your grace has for them in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God, for, for, for changing our hearts and, and um, loving us like you love us and, and revealing the truth of love to us like you have, right? In Jesus' name, amen. Pray for the, the healing of the people. Every day, every morning. Just lift your hands up every morning and say, Heal us, Father, in Jesus' name. Open their eyes, Lord, in Jesus' name. Yes, that's, that's it. That's the goal. That works. God is good. So, um, James 5. Faith and Barbells. Podcast where we talk about all kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff. So, uh, it's a good day today. To talk about um, the heart right here, the ticker, especially the spirit of a man, right? Let's just read James 5. Um, here we go. Come now, you rich, weep and howl of your, come now, you rich, weep and howl for your miseries that are coming upon you. Your riches are corrupted. Your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and your silver are corroded, and their corrosion will be a witness against you, and will eat your flesh like fire. I like fire. You have heaped up treasures in your last days. Indeed, the wages of your laborers who mowed your fields, which you kept back by fraud, cry out, and the cries of your reapers have reached the ears of the Lord of the Sabbath. You have lived on the earth in pleasure and luxury, you have fattened your hearts as in the day of the slaughter. You have condemned, you have murdered the just, and he does not resist you. Mm. Man, don't trust in your riches. Don't let the, your job, your company, be the boss. People are people. Treat them well. That's what he's saying. Don't be the guy who just fattens himself up and 
steals from the worker, takes advantage of the worker, do good with your money. Do good with what you have. It'll work. In your heart, you know, it's a miserable life like that. When you're evil-minded, stealing, manipulating, just for the good of the bottom line. Don't be fraudulent. Just be a truthful person. Living truth. Verse 7, Therefore be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for his precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it, until it receives the earth in the latter rain. You also be patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. And it really is. Close, man. Close. Look for him every day. Live like he's coming right now. Uh, verse 9 says, Do not grumble against one another, brethren, lest you be condemned. Look, the judge is standing at the door. My brethren, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord as an example of suffering and patience. Indeed, we count them blessed who endure. Now, isn't that true? You've heard of the, pres pres uh, the perseverance of Job and seen the end intended by the Lord. That the Lord is the very compassionate and He's merciful. Behold, well, excuse me, but above all, brethren, do not swear either by heaven or by earth or with any oath. Let your yeses be yes and your no be no, lest you fall into judgment. And if anyone among you suffers, let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms or songs. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let him pray over him, anointing him with the oil of the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick. And the Lord will raise him up. And he, and if he has committed sin, he will be forgiven. I love this end here. Confess your trespasses one to another. Pray for one another that you be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of the righteous man, or woman, of course, mankind, avails much. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it didn't rain. Three and a half, three years, six months. He prayed again, and, it, and heaven rained. Heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. Brethren, if any among you wander from the truth, and someone turns him back, let him know that he turns a sinner to the heir of his ways. He will save a soul from death and cover a multitude of sin. Um, now I want you to know this. The idea of James is talking about relationship and brothers and sisters. Look what he ends with. I love it. I love it. He says... <laughs> I'm gonna turn this. I'm gonna use my my King James. I like to read from the New King James. It's a little easier, but my heart is always King James, just because I live, I grew up with it. This is brethren, verse 19. If any of you do error from the truth, or screw up, you know, or or go away, backslide, as they want to say, and one and 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 one of them can and, and one convert him, or you bring him back, you know, you love him. 
You, you just, just, just disciple him. You, just, you don't condemn him. You just you love him. He says, Let him know that he which converteth a sinner from the error of his ways shall save a soul from death and shall hide a multitude of sins. Right? Or it says uh, he'll cover a multitude of sins. Love, right? So, he's talking about your friend, your brother. Don't chuck him off to nothing. Don't throw him away. I know we're dealing with the end here, but it's so powerful. Don't just give him over to, to death and hell. Reach out to him. If you see him, reach out to the guy. You can't just cut someone off forever. Right? Of course, sometimes you have to get people out of your life. Relationships, I mean, they're not easy. When's the last time you had a super easy relationship? Well, praise God. Hmm? Think about it. When's the last time you had a non-dramatic relationship? That's what I thought. Tough. Hmm? Relationships are not easy. But look, brethren, if any of you do err from the truth and one converts him or converts you, know that you're saving, you're helping, you're casting your rod out there, pulling them back in. <clears throat> Right? Sometimes that fish is not easy to reel in. Sometimes it is. Sometimes all we need is a nudge. Bro, what are you doing? You don't be talking to her. Bro, what? You're drinking again? Bro, sometimes we need more than a nudge. But when we cover up sin, when we cover up and hide addictions, problems in our life, it leads to more death. Yes, it does. More death. That ain't good. I know you, I know, I know myself, I don't want to live in a more death world in my own life. I have children, I have a wife, I have a job, I have people around me. I don't want to live that way. You know, I, I've noticed, have you, have you noticed it? I have. The longer I live, the more I realize I do not want to hide stuff from people. I mean, yeah, I understand there's... We do that, but I don't want to. I feel dirty if I do. You have the choice. Beautiful thing that we have. Free choice. Free will. We're not automatons. It's not all set in stone. God knows what you're going to do. He 
he has created it. But he's given you a choice, life. Oh, good idea, good idea. Deuteronomy chapter 30. Let's go there. Last book of the Torah. Or Tanakh, right? The five books of, the, of Moses. It's going to be good, man. Get ready for this. Get ready for this. This is God. He's, he's awesome. I mean, he, he's amazing. All right, Deuteronomy chapter 30. Right? He says... Hold on, I don't have it marked in this Bible, but I got it here. Let's see. Um, da, 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 da. Verse 15. See, I have set before you this day life and good and death and evil. In that I command you this day to love the Lord your God to walk in his ways and to keep his commandments. And I call, verse 19, heaven and earth to record against you that I have set, once again, before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, he says, choose life that both you and your seed will live that you may love the Lord your God and that you obey his voice and that you may cleave unto him for he is life. He's your life and the length of your days that you dwell in the, in the land which the Lord swore unto your father Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to give him. I love it because he says choose life or death. Blessing or cursing. You choose, but dude, dude, choose life. He that's God. He's life. You have a choice. Make it. Every day when you wake up, just say, I choose life. Blessing. It's your choice. It's it's a pretty easy choice if you ask me. Uh, let's go to James again. Let's, uh, he says, verse 9, he says, um, well, let's verse 8. He says, be patient. Establish your heart. Ooh, let's establish your heart. How? By choosing God. Choosing the word of God. Choosing love. Choosing his hope. Because the coming of the Lord draws near. He says, drudge not one, drudge not one against another. Brethren, lest you be condemned. And look, the judge stands at the door. He says, take my brethren, the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord and their, their example of suffering and affliction and of patience. And we count them happy, which endured. You remember the patience of Job? And Job in the Old Testament, lots of sorrow, lots of hardship. Be patient. He's coming. So, but above all things, may your let your yes be yes and your no be no. And no lying, no cheating. Gosh, James is just straight up. He talks about prayer again. 
and like we talked about earlier, but, you know, I just want to leave you with a couple things that, that, you know, it's, we do have a choice. We do have a choice to have the evil heart, especially if you're a job, if you are a business owner or you have your, you know, you're, you have money and you have the, uh, influence on people, you know, it's, you have that choice if, if you want to handle business correctly, you want to be blessing. Or do you want to be a curse to somebody? We have the choice. We have the choice. Do you want to be a blessing? Or do you want to hoard up your own stuff? Or do you want to be a curse? And be have an evil heart? I don't. I want to be a blessing. It's way more blessed. It's more blessing. It's a more of a blessing to give than it is to receive the words of the master himself. So I challenge you today, right? Wherever you are, morning, noon, night, decide to be a blessing, right? Decide not to be fraudulent in your life, but to be your true self. Choose life. Choose blessing. I pray for you. I pray that you choose that. And I pray that God opens your eyes to the life that he has for you. All right? Well, God bless you. Let me pray for you. Lord, I pray for this everyone on the sound of my voice. I pray that their eyes are open, their ears are open to the gospel of truth. I pray that they see the word that you have for them as we complete James, that we get that evil heart out of us, right? That we choose you, Lord. We choose life. We choose hope. We choose blessing. We choose to pray and, and, and seek after one another. That we can, if we have to, we can bring them back in to the, to the family of God. And Lord, I just pray if you, if you, um, I pray your perfect will to all the, the listeners out there in the sound of my voice. That when they hear this little message, that their eyes will be opened. And that the truth of the gospel will shine bright on their heart. Right? I believe that and I receive it in Jesus' name. All right, be blessed, guys. Be blessed and don't forget, um, barbell time, barbell time. Get a barbell. If you don't have one, get one. It really will teach you something about faith, about life. Because honestly, you can't just walk up to a barbell and not know what's going to happen. You have to believe you can pick it up. You have to believe you set it on your back, you squat down, you squat back up. The barbell teaches you a whole lot. So, next time, more barbells.